On today's show, Victor and Giannis treated NBA fans to a show on Thursday night. Nikola Jokic makes the shot of the season, and the Warriors continue to free fall. A wild night of hoops, and we break it all down on today's Locked On NBA. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On NBA. Wes Goldberg here with Adam Mades. However, you might be tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Today's jo- episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. A fun night of hoops and a great episode today. We'll get to some news on Draymond Green's return. A fun game between Giannis and Wemby. Drama in Lakerland, but let's start with a crazy finish in San Francisco where the Nuggets came back from 18 down with a 25-4 to run in the final seven minutes to beat the Warriors 130-127. to uh, Adam, I thought Denver's defense really stepped up during that final stretch, but the exclamation point on the whole thing Nikola Jokic, a 39-footer at the buzzer to win the game, banks it in, an unbelievable shot, probably the shot of the season. Uh, What was your reaction when you saw that go in? Uh, Knew it was going in. (laughs) I know that sounds ridiculous, but given how they closed that game, given how Jokic was playing in the clutch, it just – it, it felt like when he got an opportunity and he got a clean look, it just felt like, okay, that's probably going in. And we've seen this from Jokic a lot in his career. He makes the unconventional shots. He did it a lot in the playoffs last year. Um, it's just kind of what he does. But to me, the big takeaway from this, the Nuggets last year had a great were great in the clutch, and their defense was great in the clutch, and they weren't a great defense otherwise. Going into the playoffs, I know it was, are, is this really a contender? Are they quite good enough or are they not? But it always seemed when you watch every game that they just knew how to win when it mattered. Mm. And this is an extreme example of that. They got outplayed. They were down huge. But when they needed to be great, they had a level that you saw that was, oh, my God, that's the championship team. That's the team we saw in the playoffs last year. And the Nuggets just seemed to break it out exactly when they need it and not a second sooner. Yeah, look, there's a whole other Warriors angle on this with that collapse that we'll get to here in a second. But I do want to focus on the winning team here. And Denver's defense was so good in that final seven-minute stretch. And specifically Aaron Gordon, he was awesome. He had 15 points in the fourth quarter, putbacks, lobs, all these things. But defensively, too, had a nice closeout on Steph. He he picked him up in isolation on one of those last possessions in the last couple of minutes there. Steph clangs off a three-pointer that, I don't know, like, Steph, I know it's too hard to say regression. That's too strong of a word. But there have been a couple of times this year with Steph where it feels like he has a chance to to hit the dagger, yeah, and he doesn't hit it. Where it's like Steph from 2015, Steph from 2019, Steph from 2021, 22. He probably hits that shot, and he hasn't. Those shots haven't been going in quite as much. But again, so much credit to Denver's defense. They did what they had to do. Obviously, both teams were on the court today, and the Warriors kind of coughed this one up. But that was really impressive. Aaron Gordon was awesome. What yeah. a comeback for him! He really, he really was incredible. Um, you know, he missed a couple games last week, week before, because he got bit by his dog uh, right around Christmas, and he ended up missing a couple games. And at first, you worried, you know, how bad are these scars? There's 27 stitches, 
Well, he's come back with a vengeance, and he's played incredible. This was one of his better games of the entire year, not just because of the 30 points playing big, but to your point, the defensive end and what he brings to Denver when it matters is just uh, – it's so key. It's why they're able to be a two-way team and not just an offensive team. So I'm with you. This was a huge game for him. But I want to – can I go quickly back to your Steph Curry point? Yeah. Because – I, first of all, I don't think Steph Curry's done making daggers. And I'm with you. When that shot went up from him, I kind of thought, oh, God, there's the dagger. This, right. is, this is what he does. And when you take threes, you don't make everyone. He makes a lot of them. I still think he has that in him. But I was thinking about this tonight after the game. Yoke is that guy now. Steph was that guy where he hit mm-hmm. the crazy threes, the quick trigger, spin around, well behind the line. Yoke now – might have taken the mantle of, and, and the, the teams that Miami, uh, the Lakers, the Suns, they saw it firsthand last year of this guy just seems to have a knack for making the most painful shots at the most important times. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because I had a similar thought during this game where there was a point where the Nuggets didn't really have an answer for what it was that the Warriors did, right? They would space out Jokic, they would space out that defense, and it felt like Denver couldn't really get over that Warriors-shaped hump. And now it kind of feels like it flipped where nobody had an answer for Steph and now nobody has an answer for Jokic. Nobody has an answer for what he and the rest of the Denver Nuggets do. And so I think it's a very interesting kind of dichotomy of what's going on. Like you have the Warriors on a downward trend and you have you have the the Nuggets obviously on the championship. So to call them on an upward trend feels a little ridiculous, but they're great. They're a great team. Steph missed two daggers in the final two and a half minutes. The turnover, too, yeah. And the turnover where he tries to whip that pass over to Andrew Wiggins, which you got to know, like, as soon as he throws that pass, he probably yeah. knew it was a mistake. It was yeah. one of those. Yeah. And Jamal Murray comes up with the great uh, turn uh, steal. Yeah. And then a weird kind of situation where Michael Malone calls the timeout. Jokic, I don't know if he was frustrated by the timeout or if he thought something else was happening, but he th- kind of throws his arms up. And then they have to inbound the ball because Jamal Murray had taken a dribble in the backcourt. They have to inbound the ball in the backcourt. But it doesn't matter, I guess, when you have a seven-footer who can hit 39-foot jumpers yeah. uh, at the buzzer. So that it, I guess that was the plan. I don't know. It worked out. Um, quick, quick note on Jokic, too. Yeah. You know, he is now, over his last, what is it, four games, 39 of 44 from the field. I had that written down, too. 88.6%. It's the third greatest field goal percentage over a four-game span on a minimum of 40, 40 attempts. Wilt Chamberlain did it a better twice. He, he shot 91.8% and 91.5% in two different stints, one in 66, one in 67. But those kind of numbers, it's just so funny. And Wes, I've heard a lot of conversation about Yoke having a down year. You know, is, is Jokic coasting this or that? You watch him every night. The Nuggets have won, I think, 10 of 12. Yeah. He's coasting because they're winning. There and was a thinking, time, there, there was a point in this game where I was like, can you do a little bit more? I was kind of waiting for it, but I was watching the process and it's so hard to pick him apart because every time he, he gets a good shot, nearly 99% of the, the possession. So it's hard to be like, well, you shouldn't have passed it to the wide open Michael Porter Jr. in the corner. Like you should have done it. But there were moments where I was like, can you just do more? And then he didn't have to necessarily. He did obviously do more in the fourth quarter, but he also had Aaron Gordon doing stuff that he was a big part of that. I don't know. It was, it was just an interesting game to watch. I also never really felt like the Nuggets were losing as bad as the score was. I thought the Warriors hit a bunch of really great shots. Klay Thompson had an amazing game. Pods hit like four three-pointers in the third quarter. It was just some yeah. ridiculous shot making in that third quarter. But I thought their process overall on offense was fine. Defensively, I didn't think they were terrible. The Warriors made a bunch of shots early on and kind of spaced out Denver's defense. But that's what happens. It's the NBA in 2024. Like, 
you know, you if you hit a bunch of shots, you know, you establish a run game and then you get the play action pass. It's just how it works. So, yeah. you know, I, I didn't think it was as much of a blowout and it was, but still an amazing, incredible win by the Denver Nuggets. Let's talk about the Warriors side of this. Um, just <laughs> heartbreaking, a gut punch, I think is what Steve Kerr called it at the end of the game in the post-game press conference. Adam, what yeah. does this mean for Golden State? They're 16 and 18 now. They've lost four of their last five. I mean, they just, every game for the matter so much, right? If you look at the standings and where they're at, I mean, the play, it, it, we kind of talk about it like you just got to, they're uh, two games out of the play-in. That's two games out of the 10 seed, which means the road, you go on the road to win a game, then you have to go on the road again when two two of them. There's levels to the play-in. And so every single one of these games matters so much for the Warriors. And look, there's a lot of season left. We're not even halfway there. But when you have a win in the bag and drop it, these just add up. And now they are half a game ahead of Utah for the 12 seed, you know, let alone trying to catch up and get a seven or eight seed so you can have home court in, in one of those playing games. So it, it just means a lot. Just another gut punching loss for them. Their Steph Cruz face when Jokic hits that shot. I guess it was sort of the faces everybody else's, but maybe he was just a little bit more dejected. Um, it just feels like they these are the kinds of losses that they've had. Just so many fourth quarter blown leads. So many questionable lineup decisions. I know uh, Warriors fans right now are upset about the fact that Jonathan Kaminga wasn't in late in that game. I don't know. I don't know that Kaminga. He had a great game tonight. I don't know that he makes a difference. I don't know. I have, I don't know. But the the Warriors tough. had found the Warriors had found something in their size with Kaminga, Wiggins, and Dario Saric. Those yeah. guys had really done a good job of beating up on Denver's second string wings. And this is the second game, by the way, they played last week and that was Denver got the win there as well. But that was a storyline that they had found something, especially in Dario Saric, who was great in this game. Mm -hmm. They found something with him going at Reggie Jackson and Jamal Murray and uh, Christian Brown, even some of the guys off the bench. And they did that again tonight. So Kaminga, maybe there's just this aggregate wing length and size that helps Golden State in the specific matchup. So I actually do think it was meaningful that Steaker yeah. took him out and did not go back to him. Again, just questionable decisions, blown fourth quarters for the Warriors. Uh, it's been a tough season for them, but we do have some Draymond Green news to get to. Plus, what did we learn about Victor Webinyama in his matchup against Giannis and the Bucks? We break down a fun one next here on Locked on NBA. Today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking himself the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take, that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, like finding the right producer for your podcast, the assistant to make your day-to-day -day easier, or the salesperson to take your business over the top. LinkedIn Jobs knows that making the right hire can help you achieve your goals in 2024. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs Number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. That's linkedin.com slash NBA. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode of Locked on NBA is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, 
We get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organized one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. If you're thinking of bettering yourself and starting therapy to start the new year, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress that you've made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get started and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Before we get to Vic versus Giannis uh, and break down that game, um, Draymond Green news. Draymond uh, missed his 11th straight game because of the NBA suspension, but he's expected to rejoin the Warriors in practice soon to start ramping up to his return. We still don't know when that return will be exactly, but everybody now, it sounds like, is preparing for Draymond to play again. Adam, how big of a deal is that for the Warriors as they continue to struggle here? Well, it's obviously a big deal because there have been some players that have played well for the Warriors. I mean, Jonathan Kaminga, who I thought even played well tonight. There have been guys, um, Pods obviously has been playing well. So you wonder, you bring him Draymond, he's allowed personality, he's allowed stylistically. Does he come in and sort of fit into the positive aspects of the rhythm that the, the Warriors have found over this last bit? You know, you'll see. I don't know. The, the, the Warriors right now, the margin is so thin that – Obviously, you assume he's going to help, but they have to like not have that learning curve, not have that getting back into uh, into it um, stretch. So, you know, we'll see. Also, not knowing when exactly it is is also kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, and what kind of condition he'll be in, and if he's going to get thrown out again, because obviously this is just sort of a trend for him this year. But he can't. I, he can't on this one. Like no. this is, you come back in and you get thrown out at any time. Quick, it's like, come on, man. I like what they've found with some of the young guys, Kaminga, Pods, you know, uh, Trace Jackson, like these guys. And and, and Draymond's going to take somebody's minutes. It's not going to be Steph's, obviously. It's not going to be Clay's. It's not going to be Chris Paul's. I don't think that they're going to just bench Wiggins. So it'll be interesting to see who kind of falls out of the rotation here. And it, and it could be a tough decision for Steve Kerr because if he comes back, you got to play him. Um, but let's move on. Let's go to San Antonio where the Spurs beat the Bucks 125 to 121. This was a fun game to watch. Uh, it was like a Marvel movie. For most of it, uh, against the five-win Spurs, they nearly gave the Bucks their first three-game losing streak of the season. It was the first time that we saw Victor Wembanyama and Giannis on the floor together, and they treated us to a show. Giannis had 44 points. Wemby had 27 points, nine rebounds, and five blocks. I think my favorite part about this is that yeah. the Spurs decided, hey, we're all having fun here. Let's let Wemby go over the minutes let limit. Let's, um, let's just extend the curfew from like 9 to 11 o'clock. Let's, let, let, let's have a little bit more fun here tonight. Um, but Adam, what stood out to you about this one? Just the fire that the San Antonio Spurs played with. I mean, this is a team that only has five wins on the year. You're going up against the Milwaukee Bucks team. You know, obviously that's a title contender, maybe even a title favorite. And they just played with a lot of confidence. Um, 
you worry about teams when they lose this much? Are they losing it? You worry about a player, what what, what kind of lessons they're learning? But I thought Wemby tonight, 27 points, nine rebounds, one mm. assist, one still five blocks, as you mentioned. That's just – he played like he was – like he belonged on the court with Giannis Antetokounmpo, one of the best players in the league. And tonight he did belong on the court with him. So it was – I was just impressed with him. And then Devin Vassell, you got to give him a shout-out as well. Yeah, he uh, Played with confidence and, and had a phenomenal game. There were so many great, like, back-and-forths in this game. I mean, you – when, when we talk about sort of the one-on-ones, like the matchups, the this star versus that star, they're not always like going back and forth the way that Vic and Giannis went back and forth in this one. I mean, there were so many moments there where like Wemby blocks Giannis at the rim and then or uh, Giannis comes back and hits a, a consecutive three-pointers almost just to be like, hey, like I'm the guy, you're not. Don't don't get too over your skis here. Um Wemby hits a three late in this game. Like there was just so many back and forths yeah. where it was just both of those guys. And my favorite one was probably that first three pointer that Giannis hit. He kind of pull, he, he drives into the lane, gets it into the nail, sees Wemby in front of him in isolation. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to pull this baby out. Kind of just drifts back to the three point line, drains the three pointer in Wemby's face. Wemby kind of gets baited into it on the other end and then misses a three pointer on the other end. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's a little adulting there. And I kind of, yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, for sure. And there was a lot of that tonight. I felt just, you know, the blocks at the rim and, yeah. and when we had that amazing block on Giannis, you never see that. You never see it. And it was an impressive block. The spectacularness. This is where I have a hard time with Wemby because this was a really impressive game from him is that spectacular does not always mean great. Mm-hmm. And Wemby, I think is always spectacular. Is he always great tonight? He was both, yes. but the spectacularness of him tonight was even Above, you know, a cut above what, what his typical is. How many plays tonight did he have that were the off the backboard to himself and dunk? You know, the three off of the dribble, left one dribble, pull up three again with confidence. He just had so many different plays. The blocks, as you as you mentioned, he had so many plays tonight. He had that, that one were, cut behind Giannis where he just kind of moved Giannis into a screen and then went back and cut behind him. And I'm like, okay, we got to still remember this guy's seven, four, and he's moving with like the agility of a slot wide receiver. And, and it's just, it's fascinating to see that. Meanwhile, I think Keldon Johnson might've had the best dunk in the entire game with like a reverse slam baseline. I'm like, can we give him a shout out? But um, I was, it also got me thinking like some of the best, more like meaningful matchups. Cause this felt meaningful. This felt like a moment tonight. That was me. Yeah, I would agree. Wall to wall, the best game of the season arguably, which is incredible because we're talking about one of the best teams in the league versus one of the worst teams in the league, but it was fascinating for on so many different levels. But that felt like a moment, and I was trying to think of sort of different moments over the last two years of kind of rookie, super-hyped rookie coming into the league, playing one-on-one against somebody at their spot who was sort of the dude that year. Yeah. Giannis is arguably he's, he's one of the dudes in the NBA right now, and Victor Wembanyama is a guy that people compare uh, Giannis uh, gets compared to or, or vice versa. So I went back. Okay. And these are the two that kind of came to mind. LeBron as a rookie versus Tracy McGrady on Christmas. Oh. McGrady for the Magic putting up 41 points on LeBron. LeBron had 34 in that game. It was a, it was one of LeBron's several rival games, but it was on the Christmas Day game. It was the showcase. So uh, the Magic ended up winning that game. Tracy McGrady gets the best of the rookie LeBron. McGrady led the league in scoring that year. He was the guy that season. It was like him and Kobe. Like Those were the guys. That that was sort of that was a moment. And then I had one other one. 
Zion versus LeBron. Yeah, I was thinking that. Before, right? Yeah, that, that was the other one. Zion has 29. LeBron has 40. The Lakers get the win in that one. And that felt like very, that felt maybe more similar to this where LeBron was like, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. You got to go through me first. And that was very much the vibe of that game a couple years ago. And that was the vibe of this one tonight, I thought. I love those. I would love to kind of go back and try to look at these guys. I think that's an interesting list. Uh, Trey, I don't remember, but Trey Young and and, um, and Steph, I don't know mm. if they had a moment or not, but you could imagine that's kind of a similar thing. Um, I'm trying to think if there'd be any other like high profile. This is the next of that type of guys, but I, I, I don't know. But I like those too. Yeah, those yeah, are the ones. I like that you also said recent memory, and then you went back to 2003. <laughs> My recent memory. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Why not? Uh, LeBron was still in the league, so it counts. That's true. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else on this game before we move it along? Not to be the drag. I'm going to get the hate mail from this for, for saying this, but just on the heels of a loss last night, the Bucks just continue to me to not look that impressive. Again, mm-hmm. they look spectacular. There's a lot of times where they look spectacular. They can score and they can put up points. This is another one where – as much as this is what it is, it's still a four-point win over a five-win team. It wasn't a good look for them. I'm glad you said it. It really wasn't. And um, it still looks disjointed. Chris Middleton is starting to look a little bit better, and I think that's probably the positive if you're a Bucks fan. But, you know, it's very still It's still very much like, okay, I guess this is Damian Lillard's quarter, and then this quarter is going to be Giannis's yeah. quarter. And defensively, they just don't get back in transition. The Spurs got so many of their points in transition with the Bucks defense just sort of not caring. And I don't know if that's a workable strategy. So you're right. I mean, this is a five-win team, and they should have blown them out, uh, and they didn't, even if they were on the road. Um, all right, moving on. Speaking of disappointment, is Darvin Ham's job on the line, or is it already too late? We'll talk about that next year on Locked on NBA. Today's episode of Locked on NBA is brought to you by Hungry Root. Trying to eat a little healthier in 2024? Hungry Root is here to rescue you from your short-lived resolutions by making meal planning easy and nutritious. Build healthy habits that won't disappear by February with Hungry Root. Hungry Root makes it easy for everyone to eat healthy. They support all of the major diets and lifestyles, including gluten-free, vegan or vegetarian, dairy-free, low-carb, and so many others. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality food delivered directly to your door. They've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. Take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry Root will give you uh, everything you need to know, your goals, and how you like to eat. They'll ask what flavors you like, which kitchen appliances you use the most, and more. And then they'll keep your needs and preferences top of mind and start building your cart with delicious recipes and all of your grocery needs for the week. Hungry Root will recommend recipes and groceries based on your taste. They take their suggestions or choose anything that you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat, seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks and sweets, and much more. Hungry Root goes beyond your weekly grocery haul with thousands of easy recipes that actually put groceries to good use before they get forgotten and in the back of their fridge and go bad. The best part is Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients spend less time meal planning shopping and cooking and more time enjoying healthy food that you'll actually love with hungry root right now hungry root is offering locked on nba friday listeners 40 percent off your first delivery and free veggies for life just go to hungryroot.com slash locked on to get 40 percent off your first delivery and get your free veggies that's hungryroot.com slash locked on don't forget to use our link so they know that we sent you (laughs) 
Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. All right, let's get to some Laker news. The Athletic reported on Thursday that there are tensions between the Lakers and head coach Darvin Ham after the team has lost nine of their last 12, including uh, three straight in a row, their last one against the Miami Heat at home. They had LeBron James and Anthony Davis in that game. The, the Heat did not have Jimmy Butler and several other rotation players. Well, well they didn't have D'Angelo Russell and Rui. In. And to be honest, Wes, sometimes, you know, it's harder actually without those guys than it is without Jimmy. That's true. And that's according according to Darvin Ham. According to Darvin Ham. And the fact that he said that was such a bad. And look, injuries are injuries and it's tough. But the fact that he said that two nights after Eric Spolstra was asked about being without his key players and Spolstra basically next questioned it and just dismissed <laughs> it and said that that's not an excuse and we have enough was a bad look. And now you've got tensions brewing between Darvin Ham and the Lakers reportedly. And I do. And it does feel like he might be on the hot seat after the, the in-season tournament win. They have lost nine of their last 12. It's there's they've used 10 different starting lineups. The heat, by the way, have used 19 different starting lineups. Um, the most so, in the NBA, the most in the NBA, but some of it's kind of injury, but most of it, it's just Darvin Ham tinkering with stuff. And it seems like, again, according to the reporting by the athletic, they hear that's, that's wearing on the team. They can't find a rhythm and it's not really because of injuries and it might be because of coaching. What do you think about all this? I mean, look, you also had, um, Anthony Davis kind of contradicting, uh, Darvin Ham post game mm-hmm. saying, no, it's not about the law. We have enough guys. We need to figure this out. I mean, look, there's trouble in paradise. <laughs> this is what it is. And I love that it happened, that game and all of this fallout happened against the Miami Heat of all teams in Los Angeles because it was the contrast between the excuse making and, and a team that just has managed to get to 20 and 14 despite a ton of adversity is was really stark. And what I will say is there's real complaints about a team that changes their lineup without injury, just changes it because they're tinkering. There's real questions about that. I mean, you've got zero points out of two-year starters. Maybe those guys shouldn't be starters. Maybe that means there's a bad bad sign here. So I think there's real complaints. But my bigger thing is this is not a championship team. This is not a championship team that loses 9 out of 12 coming out of the IST. I think it's 9 out of 12 coming out of the in-season tournament and who is using these types of excuses and can't get wins over teams on your own home court, teams that are that shorthanded. To me, I just look at it and I go, they might be right about Darvin Ham. By the way, six sources. It wasn't one guy. That was crazy. This was six (laughs) sources. So this is a whole team complaining, throwing their coach under the bus. Um, There's probably some fire to that smoke, but it's not the whole fire. There's fires all over it with Los Angeles. The thing is, if we're going to talk about the injuries, they have been very fortunate about injuries. Guess mm. how many games LeBron mm. and Anthony Davis have missed total? Well, Anthony Davis is like 10th in minutes, so it can't be much. They've missed five games combined all season. So the injuries, and Austin Reeves, who's their third best player, has missed zero games all season. Like all that, the bulk of that game games missed are like 20 something games from Gabe Vincent, who was not a factor in last year's run uh, because he wasn't on the team. And Jalen Hood and Shafino, who's a rookie, and I don't think they expected anything from him. He's been out for most of the beginning of the year until getting some minutes recently, uh, coming back from a knee injury. So these aren't like mean, like no, no disrespect to those players, but this isn't like the top of your rotation where, not to keep comparing it to the Heat, but if you if we were to do that, 18 games missed by Tyler Hero, 10 games missed a piece by Bam and Jimmy Butler. Those are real injuries. That's stuff that matters. And so I, I think that there's something here in terms of whether or not Darvin Ham's 
job being on the line is warranted, I, I think it's fair. Like we've seen LeBron get coaches fired in the past. I don't, I just don't know that it matters to your point, Adam. Like, I don't know that there's, there's other issues here beyond coaching, like personnel. This team is bottom five in the league in three point shooting. That's not a coaching problem necessarily. That's the fact that there's no, here's the thing. You're right. As much as you're right about personnel, who Jovic started for the heat last night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have LeBron and Anthony Davis and Anthony Davis, by the way, having a monster stretch here, like in a, in a great game in that one. So that's why I just look at this and I go basketball over the last 15 years in this super team era, there's been a lot of like, Oh, we have a weakness here. Let's just go get a superstar to fill that weakness. And now that weakness is gone. That's not how a majority of the history of basketball has been. You build a couple stars, core pieces, but then you just try to find a chemistry. You find a culture, you find a, core identity and belief and you can plug guys in and get the most out of them and for me i look at the lakers and i go you have lebron and anthony davis you really need them more now you need to get those role players to be up to snuff and yeah lebron handpicked some of these guys cam reddish that's his guy oh one dude. last game like yeah. i'm sorry so i just I'm don't know i guess the point with i'm making with darvin ham is okay fire him then what <laughs> well well sure of course that's that that you know it doesn't it does i don't know that this matters and yeah. and I, I don't know. It, it is the whole thing is odd. I don't. And, and I think there's fair questions to ask about LeBron's future. I, I've been sort of in the camp of I just don't see him leaving the Lakers. I think he loves it in Los Angeles. I don't see him going to just wherever Bronny James plays. But I mean, I'm starting maybe now, you know, if he keeps looking like this, he's going to play until he's 43, 44, 45. Like, why not? Why would he spend his whole time with the Lakers if they can't I, get it right? We always talk about the play in. And like we said earlier, the 10 seed. <laughs> That's the toughest play. And you got to win two road games just to make it into a one eight matchup in the, in the playoffs. But then you just go like, what are their odds of making a top four seed? Pretty low. I mean, we're, we're just talking about hanging on to the play. And what's I crazy is that Phoenix, the Lakers and the Warriors, that's your nine, 10, 11 right now. Yeah. And they're pretty far behind. Like Houston's uh, Houston's tied with the suns basically, but uh, in terms of games back, right. but like, Chances are one or two of those teams are going to end up at the bottom of that play-in tournament, and that's pretty crazy considering what we were talking about going into this season. But we just know that trying to win a championship when you don't have a single home court advantage, like this isn't just – it's not realistic. And that's why when you look at the Lakers, we can talk about getting up in the play-in, getting out of the play-in and just into the playoffs, but they are so far away from hosting a playoff round. So you're talking about if they turn everything around miraculously – they could have a chance to go four road series in a row <laughs> and route to a title. Like, oh, wait, wait. I thought fair. Adam wasn't. I told that they were going to build off of last year's playoff run. That the trade, the Russell Westbrook trade, was a home run. That they totally nailed it. That they had their starting five together, and that they pushed the Denver Nuggets in the closest sweep ever in the Western Conference Finals, <laughs> right. and that they were just yeah. going to get off and running. That they were not going to have to worry about the plan tournament anymore. Like that was the whole plan, right? Yeah. And it just well, hasn't worked. But the, hey, they won the in-season tournament. Maybe they, maybe they, maybe they should make that banner a little bit nicer. Man, at that's the end of the you're just twisting the knife on Lakers fans. We're gonna get a one-star review after this <laughs> for sure. That's why we made it the third segment. Thanks for making Locked at NBA your first listen every day. Every dayers, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24/7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today. Is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. 
Mm-hmm.